and welcome back to another podcast. Um, now, for this episode, uh, we are doing a solved murder case, and this murder case takes place in the 1960s in um, Manchester, England. And this case is of Myra Hindley and Ian um, Brady, also known as the Moores Murders, um, a notorious couple and their young prey. So they murdered young victims. Um, Yeah, let me get into the story. In the 1960s, Ian Brady, a slender 27-year-old stock clerk with sharp features and a podometer and his girlfriend, Myra Hindley, a 23-year-old typist with dyed blonde hair, were suspected of killing five children. Grisly details of abduction, torture, beatings and sexual abuse were disclosed in court, turning the couple into a most hated in Britain. Mr Brady died on Monday at Ashworth Hospital, a high security psychiatric hospital in Liverpool, England. At the age of 79. Here are details about the case and the couple's victims. Background. Five children were reported missing, but the bodies of just three were found by the time the couple were arrested in 1965. The killings were called the Moore's murders because of the couple's practice of burying victims in the desolate Saddleworth Moor in northwestern England. Britons were horrified by revelations that some of the children had been tortured and molested before they were killed, and that in one instance the couple had made a tape recording of a victim pleading for her life. How were they caught? By this account, David Smith, a brother-in-law of his, of Miss Hindley, saw Mr. Brady kill Edward Evans at 17 years old and helped the couple clean the body. But out of fear, he then ran home and told his wife, Miss Hindley's younger sister, what had happened and the two called the police. The arrest was made a year after Parliament abolished capital punishment in Britain. So the worst sentence the couple would receive was life imprisonment. During the trial, they showed psychologicalists called No Captivity for Empathy. Who were the victims? Edward Evans, 17 years old. 
In his testimony, Mr. Brady said Mrs. Mr. Smith had come to his to him with a letter from Mr. Brady, Landford asking for money that he owed. He said Mr. Smith had struggled rolling a queer, a term describing a hate crime in which a gay man would be targeted, beaten and robbed. They drove to Manchester in northwestern England, where they met Edward at a railway station and lured him to Mr. Brady's house in Hyde, an industrial suburb of Manchester. When Mr. Brady tried to rob him, Edward fought back. Mr. Smith began hitting him. Mr. Brady said an accusation that Mr. Smith denied in his testimony. Rather, Mr. Smith said he was alone in the kitchen. Then he heard a very loud, shrill scream and ran into the living room to find Mr. Brady, Mrs. Hindley, and this lad laying half on the floor off the couch. Mr. Brady kept telling Edward to stop shouting, he said. And when the boy would not, Mr. Brady picked up a hatchet and struck him until he was quiet. Mr. Brady then wrapped a cushion cover around the boy's head. Mr. Smith said, tied a piece of cord around his neck and strangled him. Mr. Smith and Mr. Brady then hooked up and Miss Hindley and remarked, that's it, it's molest he's yet. Mr. Smith said he helped cover up the body and cleaned the mess because he was scared off, scared stiff and wanted only to get out of the house in one piece. Later, they all had tea together. When Mr. Smith got back to his flat, he and his wife called the police. Edward Evans' body was found in Mr. Brady's house in October 1965. Leslie Ann Downey, aged 10 years old, she was snatched from a fairground in December 1964. Her killing was most notorious because of the details about her death that were presented in court. Pictures of Leslie along with books on her torture were found in a suitcase belonging to the couple according to pre-sectors protesters. The photographs showed a young girl in nude in various pornographic poses. The prosecutor said she had been gagged with a scarf but was still wearing her shoes and socks. The most sensational and horrifying evidence also found in the suitcase was tape recordings the couple had made apparently of Leslie's murder. Jurors heard the voices of a man and a woman 
and also of a girl believed to be Leslie crying out for her mother and asking God to help her before she was killed. Her body was found in a shallow grave at Saddleworth Moor in October 1965. John Killebride, aged 12 years old. He disappeared from a marketplace in Ashton-under-Lynn and Town near Manchester when Mrs Hindley offered him a ride home and then made a detour to the moor where Mr Brady sexually assaulted him and strangled him with a piece of string in November 1963. His badly decomposed body was found in October 1965, not far from Leslie's grave. Pauline Reed, <coughs> excuse me, she was abducted on her way to a disco in 1963. Mr. Brady and Mrs. Hindley confessed in 1985 to murdering her, and her body was found on Saddleworth Moor. Keith Bennett, 12 years old. He disappeared in June 1964 while on his way to his grandmother's house in Longside. A neighbour in Manchester, after Mrs Hindley asked him for help loading boxes into her car. In 1985, Mr Brady and Mrs Hindley confessed to his murder. A letter from Keith's mother persuaded Mrs Hindley in 1986 to assist the police in searching for his burial site on the moor, but despite the intensive search by less by more than 100 police officers, his remains were never found. What happened to Myra Hindley? Miss Hindley said that her role in the killings were, was to abduct the children and that she had not taken part in the murders or sexual assaults. She was charged in the murders of Edward Evans and Leslie Ann Downey. And as an accessory in the murder of John Killebride. In jail, she said Mr Brady had beaten and blackmailed her and threatened to kill her relatives if she did not help him. The trial judge, Fenton Atkinson, said more of the blame lay with Mr Brady than with Mrs Hindley. Though I believe that Brady is wicked beyond belief, without hope of redemption, I cannot feel the same, if necessary, necessarily true of Hindley once she is removed from his influence, he said. She came up for parole several times and Lord Longford, a Labour peer famed for championing social outcasts, and unpopular cases worked for 
her release saying she was a generally reformed person. She may have done evil things, but which one of us haven't, he said. But at least one woman imprisoned with Mrs Hindley called her evil and cunning. And the mother of one of the victims told reports that she would kill Mrs Hindley if she were ever released. Mrs Hindley remained in prison. She once said, I know I could be out one week before someone assessed me, but at least I would have had a week of freedom. She died in 2002 of respiratory failure at West Suffolk Hospital in Bury Street, Edmonds, in Eastern England, the prison service said. And that's it for that story. Um, that is the Moore's Murders. Um, I hope you enjoyed the story. And yeah, I didn't upload yesterday, so um, I will upload tomorrow because tomorrow is a normal uploading day. And then I will just continue on from there. So, uh, yes, you will get an upload tomorrow. So, stay tuned for another episode tomorrow. I hope you enjoyed this story. Um, also, tomorrow I will do a unsolved case tomorrow. I will find an unsolved case on the internet. And I should put a disclaimer in saying that I mean absolute no harm to anyone that I talk about in this case. This is just information I have found on the internet. Um, and I am reading in the story. Okay guys, see ya, bye.